Speaking Mommy Manual listeners. How are you doing? Are you happy? (laughs) I'm happy. Are you sad? No, we're not sad today. Are you anxious? Always. I know, right? (laughs) Yes. Although this morning I was feeling super anxious. I just have like, I have a bunch of travel and like friend stuff to coordinate. And then I lost my iWatch, my oh Apple gosh. Watch. Where? How? It wasn't. I just, I, you know how you get in a zone? Oh, yeah. And when I went into bed last night, instead of putting it on the charger, I put it in the drawer at oh. my bedside table because I'm mm-hmm. an idiot. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, all this morning, I'm like, something is off. Something is off. And I'm like, it's just your Apple Watch. You're going to find it. Don't worry. Don't stress. <laughs> and then in Pilates, it came to me. I'm like, you dumbass. You just put it in your bedside table. That's funny. <sighs> well, you're not a dumbass. You're Nicole Corning. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> occasionally, I can be a dumbass. I mean, you know, everyone, even even great people have weak moments, moments. right? Moments. We do have moments. We have moments. So, hi, friend. It's been a while. It has been. And we've been really busy. Uh, all kinds of stuff. What do you, which, what do you want to tell people? What I don't do, know. What do you want to bring them up to speed on? Um, what do we want to talk about? Well, our kids started college. Yes. That's been great, actually. Brooklyn's totally enjoying it. She's starting off at the community college, and she loves it. She's really thriving, and I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. And Jack's starting off at the state school, but they have this um, honors college that's like just really kind of a killer honors college deal Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. like the dorms and the you know classes and it's like it's pretty cool so so fun now parents weekend's coming up right i saw that on your calendar it is and i need to figure out with him he's actually going to come home today for a little bit because um why is he coming home oh (laughs) because we are building that guest house for our parents Mm -hmm. and um We've made a design change, so now Peter has to move some rock, and I'm like, Jack doesn't have a job right now, so he can come up and move some rock with you. Right. Because Jack's only going, it's only half an hour away, so Mm -hmm. he probably now wishes he went, like, further away, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's coming up. Um, Good. So, yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah, I feel like it was a lot of anxiety, like, you know, getting them to where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. But then once they settled there, it was like, okay. Well, think, I mean, the last time we actually podcasted was when they graduated, you know? Oh, yeah. So they graduated high school and we were emotional wrecks. Like, surprisingly, I wasn't expecting that. And so, um, but now I'm fine. I'm finally done crying over it. <laughs> <laughs> I still, when I tell people, I still get choked up, but I'm like, it's okay. And so um, actually just Dale and I were talking last night and he goes, you know, she's going to be flying the coop soon. So you need to start preparing yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm happy for her, you know, and stuff like that. And it's hard. It's our first, like both yeah. of our first, right? right? I mean, right. the first time you do anything, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's a loss. Um, it's exciting. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do, right? right? We're supposed to raise them to be able to do their own thing. And But I'm seeing a common thing theme amongst moms our age and their children are going off and they all say the same thing no one prepared you for this you know yeah Yeah. and I I think that's just like no one prepares you to lose a parent you you can't be prepared for it it's it's really hard and so um yeah my friend Heidi lost her mom did I tell you that no and she'd been sick for a while with Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. um but she's she really is like going through which I think is appropriate emotions Mm -hmm. and um she 
she said she felt like calling all of her friends who had lost parents and telling them like how horrible she had been about like not understanding the depth of the loss. But you don't want anybody to feel that or understand that. You know what I mean? You just don't. It's so, it's grief that you've never expected. And you know, we've talked about this. I had to see a grief therapist because it just was so traumatic for me. It literally was. And she said that, you know, you grieve hardest for the ones you love the most. Mm. It's true. Yes. Well, um, speaking of grief, um, a lot of people grieve what we're going to talk about today because it ends. (laughs) So, all right. So Kathleen and I, I look... Our marriages, we have good marriages, Mm -hmm. but they are up and down. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. It's, it's, you know, and it's, I would say both of our marriage, mostly really good. Yes. But every once in a while, you're like, I can't stand the way you breathe. (laughs) It all goes around. They they think the same of us. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes those are like mutual times, you know? Um, So... Uh, anyway, Kathleen had had like, uh, I don't know, like a little something with Dale and it just was like top of mind. And then I was reading the New York times online and there was this, um, article about how actually it's more important to be happy in your marriage than it is in your career. Mm-hmm. And I sent that to you and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we got a podcast about yes. this. We, we yeah. got this podcast about, you know, and and we're two women who are very committed to our careers yes. and we've worked really hard to get to where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but you immediately were like, yes, you do mm-hmm. need to be happier in yeah. your marriage, right? hundred yeah, percent. Because, you know, the whole thing is, and I always say this, like um, work is really crazy and home can get crazy. You know, it's like, but I can handle one or the other. I can't have both being crazy at the same time. Then no. I start to feel like losing myself. And um, this week that we had, it was an awful week. It was like, um, God, what happened? Oh my gosh, Brooklyn spilled a full Stanley cup of water in her backpack with her oh, MacBook right. in it. Oh. And that started, the that was Monday morning, and it went from there. It just spiraled. It spiraled. And then, it, so she was freaking out about that. She was scared to tell dad because we just bought her this MacBook, you know, for Christmas. She hasn't even had it a year yet. Oh and then, um, but thankfully, she had actually accidentally like dropped it off of her bed at one point so she took it in they had to fix it but there was like something it was like a warranty thing but she signed up for apple care thank god thank god so it's like the one bill she pays we pay everything else and she's like i'm gonna pay this and thank god she did because <sighs> instead of replacing the whole macbook it was only 300 bucks That's and she great. paid for it yeah i was like i'm sorry Shug. like you have to pay for this like we're not you know pitching in because I'm it's, like, no it's good yeah they have to learn you know it's like we pay for everything her oh god, she needs to call jack because he needs stuff. to get a motherfucking job I'm yeah. so over him not working. Right. But keep going. And then um, and then that afternoon, Dale, Dale died, tested positive for COVID. Oh, that's right. And then on the same day, Brooklyn's air conditioner went out in her car. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is like the worst Monday ever. Uh-huh. And it was Monday. I was like, oh, Lord, we're going to get through it. And then... Um, and then Lucky ended up, I think, eating something bad. So he starts oh, coughing. And oh, like, oh, oh. And didn't Dale think like he, he got, got into chicken bones room. or yeah, something out of from Brooklyn's Brooklyn? Room. So oh. like, so Dale's ready to go to war with Brooklyn. Yeah, you're like, oh. you're holding everything together with like duct tape. <laughs> I really was. I was like, what the hell happened this week? And then I have to tell you, so it was a really bad week. But by the time Thursday rolled around, Thursday rolled around, everything calmed down. It was nice. Like, you know, um. You've got to stop saying it's a bad week because I did. I sent you that meme too, where it was like it was something like 
did you just have a bad moment that you let derail your entire day? Right. Or was it really a bad day? No, yeah, it was just a bad day. But you day. had like a couple of bad days in a row. It was like three bad days in a row. Uh-huh. <laughs> With like, big stuff. I was like, this is enough. I'm tired. What What was the fix for Brooklyn's uh, air conditioning in her car? Oh, actually, there was a valve that I guess that oh, had God. like a leak in it or something. But we had already taken it into the shop like a, a month prior. And they were like, nope, everything's fine. And then the air went out. And so... And then Dale's sick with COVID, so he can't – and he does all that car stuff for us, you know. And so she – he made an appointment. She dropped it off. And and I'm in a meeting. We're in a Zoom meeting, and she's calling me, and I know she's supposed to be at the shop. So I have to answer the phone. (laughs) So I just mute myself, and I'm on the phone with her. She's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I could just drive the car to the front, go ask a mechanic, like tell him that dad made the appointment under his name, and and then just Uber home. So that's what she did. She got through it. But it's just funny when they have to – uh, adult it scares them sometimes um yes it scares us too it really does because it's like are you gonna screw this up you right. gotta let him screw it up right so but, but by thursday everybody had calmed down everything was back to normal dale was still sick with covid but it wasn't like he got a, like mean with he, covid yeah he did it was like awful well because he was so pissed at brooklyn because you know we do well, everything and then he was her. like sick and then like it just brooklyn like touched his nerve uh-huh. and then he just was like oh when those two go at it forget, oh, forget about it. it forget it forget about it it's like they both hit 100 at the same time and, and and you're like, like duck and cover, <laughs> and, and I don't like, fight Can like I just that. Have a glass of red wine <laughs> yeah, and enjoy exactly. like two hours between <laughs> when I get home and when I have to go to bed. That's exactly it. But it all finally calmed down and everybody's back to normal again. And so I was like, we got to talk about marriage, yes, because you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do think it's important to feel fulfilled in both. Yeah. Um, but I think that I, you know, you can change a job. Mm-hmm. you know, pretty easily. Right. Right. Especially right now with the mm-hmm. low unemployment rate, like, right. right. you know, though that's ticking up, but, um, you can, but it's pretty hard to change a marriage. Yeah. You know, even when it's the right thing to do. But you know what, you know what I think about also sometimes like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're out and about, like if you're out with the girls and then of course men come and like, Oh, Hey ladies, like what's going on? And you know, we're, we're like, Oh, we're all married or whatever. But like, I, I look at those people, those men, and it's not even like, I'm not even attracted to anybody else. Like, I, I don't even, I mean, sometimes I see people, I'm like, oh, he's handsome. And I'll well, even yeah, tell my husband, you right. know, I'm like, oh, but it's like, I always think about like, they probably have so many problems or there's so many baggage. Like everybody has so many issues. Like, why would you, why would you want to get involved in any of that stuff? Uh, okay. So I just went to Austin with my girlfriend, Barb, and mm-hmm. we've known each other since I bartended and she was a hostess at the Cottonwood Cafe mm-hmm. in, in 1994 mm-hmm. in Boston. And, um, so she's looking to retire in like seven years. So, and she's single, she's never been married. She doesn't have kids. She doesn't like where she lives right now. And she's trying out different places around the country to figure out where she wants to live. Um, when she retires. So we went to, and I've been going with her cause I've known her forever and, yeah. you know, and, um, and I, you know, we're both, we're very, both similar, like strong personalities and we're financially oriented, you know? So, um, so we went to Austin, which by the way, you got to go. I mean, so fun. I, I was literally like, I think I might move here when I retire. <laughs> it's really. Okay. So I haven't been, I've been to Texas. I don't think it, I think it was Dallas I went to. And then, but when I, I remember looking, when I got to Texas, it was flat forever. There was like oh, zero no. mountains. It's nothing, nothing like that. No, it's, it is, it actually reminded me of back East. Cause I've been to Dallas. I've been to Houston. I can't remember where else, but anyway, 
Um, but it, it literally, it felt like, I don't know. I don't know. It felt it felt like Boston. Mm. Actually, that's what she kept saying is it feels like Boston, but it's like very outdoorsy. Everyone's so friendly. Okay, so I'm tying it back to what you were saying about guys. Yeah. So the best is Barb. Like, and I, I asked her this. I'm like, so are you dating? She's like, no, not really. And I'm like, have you thought about dating? And like, have you thought about finding someone? And she's like, you know what? That's just a liability right now. And I am, I want to retire. I am not looking to take on any right. liabilities. And I was like, I fucking love you so much mm-hmm. because she's, she's just such a badass that she's mm-hmm. like, I don't need that. Right. You know, I right. don't need that right now. So anyway, so we're at the bar, um, at the hotel bar, um, on the first night and we'd had a nice dinner. Where you go to a hotel bar and it's like $50 for one glass of wine. This is a really <laughs> cool. Well, first of all, there was a, it was Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. There was a huge football game. Oh, nice. And so the bar was like, it was like Acts. going to a bar. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And um, and anyway, so it was so much fun. Great people watching. But we're sitting there, you know, two like middle-aged women. And this guy comes over and we're like, oh, dear God in heaven. And you could just tell like he's going to like. It reminds me of that scene from Yellowstone when Beth oh, Dutton Beth is, like, is sitting there and she sniffs him out and she calls all of his bullshit right and, away. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I should have like channeled that. But like this guy was so pathetic, actually. Like it would be like kind of kicking a dog. Oh. And I'm, But I was but like I don't want to spend any time with him. I hope. But then he opens his mouth and he goes, he's like, ladies. If no man has told you this tonight, you both look fantastic. And and I'm like, I, Barb and I look at each other because we're just not those women. I said, well, you know what? No man has said that. But I looked in the mirror and I was like, I think I look fantastic. And that was enough for me. And this guy's like, oh, I mean, I didn't. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude. So anyway, we ended up, because of this guy, we met these other great people there. So there's... Um, so there was this this gentleman like our age, like mm-hmm. just what really well put together. Um, pretty sure he was gay. I mean, like ninety nine point nine percent. But he was um, Indian, like like family from India. Mm-hmm. So he was like super in the closet, and he was there with his nephew, who was like this super sweet kid, like in his twenties, who just been married and was totally into his wife or whatever. Anyway, they kind of like started talking with us. And the other guy like went away, and um, and we actually they were just like the nicest people guys anyway mm-hmm. so um did they live there or were they just visiting also the um the the one who was our age lived there the younger guy had gone to school there because the university of texas oh, yeah. there and he mm-hmm. was um so he was back visiting okay but that it reminded me of like what you're saying like you know I, I, well and i thought about it and i'm like that must be what a lot of guys think that like barbara that like women who look like us just two middle-aged women like we mu- at a bar, mm-hmm. we must be waiting for someone to come up and like just tell us how great we are. But you know, it's so funny because like, would Peter ever do that? Would Peter ever go up? You know what I mean? And talk to like you know by himself. I know Dale would not do that. Like he just well, I mean, like, when he was twenty year old Peter for sure. Well, no, I'm just saying. Well, maybe like a maybe adult Peter. Do you think? I mean, that he, no, yeah. Peter. I can't get Peter out of the house, so like he ain't <laughs> going to bar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um. Yeah, I well, yeah, but if they were like single, I don't know. There are a lot of lonely people out there, and mm-hmm. I, I that's why I, I like gave this guy some grace. I'm right. like, you know, and I guess because we saw this the the guys from the first night, we saw him the second night, and they were telling us that after we left, that guy came back and was talking to them because I guess he was Indian too, but he looked like 
I sometimes I can't tell what like yeah. origins people are. Um, and cause he like, he could have been maybe Hispanic or anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but he came back and, and they were Indian. So they were talking about like Indian culture and stuff. And this guy was like, I just feel like a, such a loser. I'm like, what are, I'm 50 years old. I should be married, blah, blah, blah. And like, I, anyway, so I, that like made me feel a little badly for him. Um, and so God, there's so much to unpack there, which is like being married is great. It's not the only thing in the world and it shouldn't be like, you shouldn't feel badly if you're not married. Like we should all be like Barbara. If well, you're not married, just like it's, embrace it. Well, it's like that article that you sent me, you know, they said one of the st- statistics that they have in here is that in 1980, it was like people at the age of 40 years old who had never been married in the 1980 was 6%. And then um, as of 2021, 25% of 40 year olds have never been married. Wow. Wow. And so I found a couple of good statistics. I It's good to like just level set some statistics because so basically it's a coin toss right now. Um, if you get married, it's like literally a 50 percent divorce rate, um, it, like 40 to 50 percent. And that's from the American Psychological Association. And then um, the number of married Americans. This, I think, is interesting. The number of married Americans has fallen to 45% in, um, I think it's 2022. Well, and is that unmarried or is it divorce or just? No, people who are married. Okay. So it could be third marriage. It could okay. be first marriage. But they're only like so only 45% of people, which I don't understand. That's going to be an odd number, but it's fine. So 45% of people in America are married, but that's down from 50% in 2015. Wow. So- I was like, cause that's a big, like, well, I wonder if COVID had anything to do with that also. Oh, I think it did. Because like having to be at home with your whole family, like all the time. And then you're like, I really can't stand the way this person breathes. Well, you know, it's really funny. It's like when we were, when we were in COVID and I was working and like the dog is barking, I'm on this conference call, the cat's in stuck in a closet and I can hear the cat meowing. And the kids are yelling from upstairs. Yeah. And then my husband's out and I was just like, I'm going to the office. Nobody's at the office. Well, I'm going to go to the office. Yeah, there's no, one, there's no one giving me COVID in the office. Yes, no but I'm there. getting away from this crazy family. Yes. So I would I would have our morning meetings and then I would pack up and I'd just go to the office and work, you know, and, and stuff just made it easier that way. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think COVID had a lot to do with it. I think that's a really significant change in a short amount of time. Absolutely. Um, and I, th- you know, it's interesting. This is just, an, this is just anecdotally, but I've seen a lot of my friends kids seemingly like want to have babies and get married when they're young like i've seen kind of a shift really yeah That's which is which is different than these national statistics so it could just be like here in arizona right but I, you know, and I don't know if that's like the Kim Kardashian effect or the Kylie Kardashian, I don't know, whichever one of them has had babies, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, young. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, there, and there's something to be said for being a young parent, you mm-hmm, know, um, right. I mean, now that we're talking about being a parent, that's separate from being married. Yeah. Um, but I'd say that's a main driver why people get married. Mm-hmm. It's not the, of course, the only reason. Well, you know, it's one of those things like people like they just know, like I have friends that are already grandparents because they started out, you know, young, getting married young and having children young. And then I waited and I was 25 when I got married, which still is, I feel like is pretty young. 
Yeah. But that's older. You know, that was older. But I waited until I was 30 to have children. Okay. So this is another fun statistic. So um, blah, 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 blah. the average age that an American male in the 80s was married was 25. And the average age for a woman was 22. Yeah. In 1980. That sounds right. Then today, this is for first time marriages. The today it's 30 for men and 28 for women. Yeah, that makes which is sense. interesting. We had an even bigger jump as women. Yeah, um, which I think makes sense because it's about. I think people do want to get established in their careers. Yeah. you know, you have dual income homes, yeah. so people are both starting marriages. Whereas you know, it was more prevalent that women would stay home. Right. Um, you know, I, I think there's a. I I love the rise in stay at home dads too. Yeah, definitely. You know, although. Honest to God, I, because I have been seeing a lot of my parents, my parents, my friends get divorced mm-hmm. recently or like just, you know, yeah, getting divorced and um, or just having trouble in their marriages. And I think it like it's it's a really, really, really hard thing to get divorced when you've been married for a long time. It just is. Even, right. if, even if it's not like the best marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Even mm-hmm. when you know it's the right thing. Right. Because you've invested a lot of time. A lot of times you've created a family, children. Yeah. Um, your whole lives have been together. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have an income and you haven't worked, um, I, I think that that just creates like an additional stressful layer. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. And then, I mean, I, you know, and I'm talking, I'm talking like I have friends who've gotten divorced and there was a stay at home dad. Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. So it's like, Hey, you haven't worked in 10 years cause you've been home taking care of the babies. Mm-hmm. Like, n- you know, your wife is leaving you and now you have to get a job. Right. So it's, I, my, my, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm on board with what the New York Times was saying, like that it's more important to have a good marriage than a good career mm-hmm. in terms of being a happy human being. Right. But I think you should strive to have both. And I think you should all like, look, sometimes people's jobs are just like too insane. Mm-hmm. But, and so you might not have two people who get to work full time. Right. But I think both people should have something yeah. that they're doing and in the workforce and just feeling like they're part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have friends who are stay-at-home moms. So mm-hmm. I and this isn't a judgment on them. I just think in general, and this mm-hmm. isn't for everyone, I think it's good for both people to have something outside the home because then you don't, you're not like, oh my God, the kids are screaming at me and the dogs are barking and my husband is right. Well, it's just like when after I had the children and I would go back to work after maternity leave three months or whatnot, I enjoyed going to work because I was like, it's me time. You know, this Mm -hmm. is about me. I get to use my brain. I get to use, like, I can go to the bathroom by myself. I can enjoy lunch by myself, you know. I loved it because I I felt control. And not only that, then it it is, it is a sense of control. And then you, and then I was excited to go pick them up and then I would pick them up from daycare. We'd go home, we'd make dinner, we'd go swimming, like... You know, those were just such fun days. Yes. You know, now they just stay in their room all day. I don't even see Bailey on the weekends. Fridays hit and B's out with his friends, like hanging out. So it's, um, yeah, that's what happens when they're teenagers. Yeah. They're and just then, like, and Brooklyn's working today. She's like, she was leaving right when I was leaving today. And she's like, Mom, I'm working a double. So you probably won't see him until eight o'clock tonight. <laughs> I like, wish I right. heard those words out of Jack's <laughs> mouth. Oh my God. Yeah, he. Oh, he. I told you he passed. Yes, his, okay. That's so, so great. I mean, so he hasn't been working, but he's been studying. 
I'm going to use that term loosely, but he has been studying. Mm-hmm. He and he really has been working hard lately on getting his personal trainer's license. I love that. And um, he's submitted a bunch of resumes, so he's waiting to hear back on you know. And a lot of these places said like, as soon as you pass your exam, uh-huh. we have open positions for trainers. That's so great. So we'll see. But yeah. I'm like, dude. Dale and I met at the gym. That's really? How, that's how we met at the gym. Well, we worked out. I have out- another friend who met her husband. He was her personal trainer, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. So we, Dale and I worked out at the same gym. And um, it's so weird how everything works. So it was like April 1999. I met Dale in May of 99. But April 1999, I went to came to Arizona from Washington with my best girlfriend. We went to Tucson um, for like their spring break. Like I think she was out of college or she was still in college. I can't remember. Anyway. No, she must have graduated. We were down visiting a friend. And so we had such a great time. And when I went home to Washington, my mom picked me up at the airport. And I wasn't living at home, but she just picked me up. And I was like, hey, I belong in Arizona. I think I'm going to move to Arizona. And she's like, okay, well, we can subscribe to the paper because the internet, we didn't have like, you know, freaking the internet, like Google search. She's like, let's have the carrier pigeons deliver (laughs) a paper and you'll find a job. To us. Yes. Oh my god. So then, uh, like three weeks later, and I had already been working out at this gym, and I had seen Dale at the gym all the time. And then, did you think he was cute? Yeah, oh, definitely. We would always make eye, eye contact. Oh, but this there was, was like a the, little sparky spark. There was, spark. but this was the '90s where people wear leotards over their freaking leggings. Like, I that, wish they would bring that back. Oh I my fucking god, lo- I love that look. No, I love it. I, I would not wear warmers. it. No. I, I want I that want was a not my word with like the string up the butt. That the, was like, not my look at uh, well, all. I never did it either. That uh, was not my look. But and I would wear like, you know, you, you wore sweatpants back then like the, and T-shirts. That's just what it was in the 90s, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, I never looked cute. I always wore a hat or whatever. And he was like, the hat thing was always what got me on you, you know? And so, but we'd always smile and stuff. And then what happened was we had um, – uh, there was a bunch of us going out to Pioneer Square, which is in Seattle. It's like 15 bars. And it's like you pay one cover and you can go to all of them. Ooh, it was super fun. That's cool. And they'd have the bands, you know, Seattle Grunge era. This is during grunge time oh my God. and stuff. Did you see Nirvana? It was so fun. No, I didn't. But he lived r- near where I lived. But um, so anyway. Uh, oh, Rest in peace, King. I know. I mean, it's really sad. It is sad. Yeah. And then, uh, so I invited one of the trainers to come hang out with us because I'm like, hey, we're going to Pioneer Square uh, tomorrow night, Saturday. You guys are welcome welcome to come with us. He's like, okay, that's fine. Can I bring a buddy? I'm like, yeah, there's a whole group of us going. So the girl that I worked out at the gym with, and then uh, my roommate was supposed to go, but Friday night was a mess. I had made these drinks for us and um, I, I made Tom Collins. And like in Washington, you don't get to get your liquor at the grocery store. You have to go to a liquor store. That's like Massachusetts. So we went to the liquor store after work. Which I was so mad when I was back there down the <laughs> cave. I was yeah. like, what is wrong with you people? I know. It's like you have to make a special stop. You can't just go get groceries and liquor at the same time. It's like ridiculous. So we call them packies though. You do? Yeah, because they're, I, th- I think it comes from like you used to wrap the alcohol and like brown paper. Oh. So it was like you'd get your package. Oh, like you get a package of alcohol it. and then it just became a packy. That's hilarious. Or like in Boston speak, like, did yeah. you go into the did you go the packy? <laughs> I gotta go the packy. Do you mean get to anything? <laughs> That's hilarious. So okay, so Pioneer Square. Yeah. So oh, Tom Collins. Yeah. So it was fright this is so um I told everybody you we're made going- bad Tom Collins? Well, no, my roommate, I was making the Tom Collins. I turned around to do something. She 
she shut the drink like this. Remember the squeezies, this freaking squeezies. Oh, with I the do straws? remember. Yeah. So we were making those, and then she took it, and then um, I, I so wait, she were got, you taking it to the bar, or what yeah. were you doing with the squeeze? Yeah. Oh, we were, you we were, were just taking. You were no, not into it. it. No, we were just like you know. Oh, you were gonna drive to the bar yeah. and drink in the car on the way there. <laughs> do not do that, children. No, don't don't do. We it. were dumb in twenty one. <laughs> we just didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, so it was hilarious though. So I was driving though, and my girlfriend um, was like drinking the drink, and she's like, "This is so strong." And so I take a sip of it. And I'm like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I made a good tonka." <laughs> so the next day, she was so hungover. I mean, Aww. so hungover. But this is the funny part. I get up that morning, and she was already out on the couch laying there, and her boyfriend was, had come over. I think he picked us up that night and brought us home, or we took a cab. I can't remember. Anyway, um, we. Uh, we left my car there because I remember saying we have to drive by and check on my car. But um, uh, oh oh, I was cleaning up our kitchen from that night and I looked and I just started laughing. She goes, "What's so funny?" I go, "Melissa, I never put the mixer in there. You were drinking like the straight." No. Yes. Oh my God, were you trying to kill each other? I don't know, uh, but she just sealed it before I was finished, and then we and then we just took off, and so we were dying. It was hilarious. So oh my God, we still talk about that to this day. So the next night, she was supposed to go with us, and we, everybody shows up at our apartment to go to the Pioneer Square. And when the trainer gets there, I was finishing getting ready and I opened the door and I was like, immediately I was like, it was Dale. And I go, it's the guy from the gym because I didn't know his name. Was it like, was it like an 80s movie where you're like, close the door and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) But it's funny because the girl I worked out with, she was with me. And so we were in our, my bedroom getting ready. And I go, oh my God, the guy from the gym is here. She's like, no way. And so we met him. And anyway, we had, it was super fun. We had a great time. And she tried to, she tried to like introduce him to like all of her friends. Like, I'm going to hook him up with this person, this person. I didn't say anything. I was like, whatever. I don't even know. Why would she do that? And you told her? I don't know. No, I didn't know. I mean, I I don't know if she really knew. She just didn't think I was interested in him, I guess. But you said it was the guy from the gym. I know. That's what was. No, she fucking knew. I'm sorry, Kathleen. You are, you give people too much grace. Yeah. So she tried to hook up. She's an evil, that's an evil girl move. Are you still friends with her? We're, yes, yeah, we're still friends, but I don't. Really friends or just like she's on Facebook and you are too? Yeah, we're on Facebook and she would come out if you're listening, friend, (laughs) you were a dick when you were 20. (laughs) She's like, I didn't know. I hope you have learned your lesson. I'm sure you have. So anyway, she, um, so, and then, so Dale, uh, I saw him at the gym. So that was Saturday night. And then on. Wait, and did you drink the drink with no mixer? No, because I was driving, so okay. I drank a little bit, but yeah. I had to drive. So, okay, okay. and then we drank I'm like, at the bar. Damn, girl, that no. might have been an interesting first night meet cute. Yeah, where you're just like hung over, that drunk, be good. and like, yeah. hey, no. So that was yeah, that was the next night. So she stayed home. She didn't join us, and then um, we had a great time. And then Dale had dropped us off. He drove that night, and he took me back to my apartment. And then he left, and I didn't get his number or anything. And so we were at the gym, and he came over and said hi. I was on the treadmill. And Kids, was, that's what you used to have to do. Yeah. You'd have to, like, find someone, uh-huh. and you would have to go up and talk to them. Yes. You didn't do online bullshit. No. Nope. You didn't Insta, Snapchat, whatever kids are doing now. 
Like Mm -hmm. you didn't do any of that. You actually had to go up and talk to people. Yes. It was insane. It is. And so he was like, "Um, oh, it was so great meeting you. I'm glad now, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, where do you work? And I, so I told them, I'm like, I work at Adams and Associates and, you know, I worked in downtown Seattle. And so I said it a couple of times and then I was at work that week and then I get a call from our receptionist would have to buzz back and tell us like when we had phone calls. And she said, and I knew Dale's name, Dale, but she goes, Dale Wilson's on the phone. I go, Wilson. <laughs> I was You're like, like, okay, Wilson. okay. I'm like, and here we go. So he's like, hey, would you like to go to lunch sometime? So Aww. we went to lunch like the next day and we've been inseparable since then. And that's 25 years ago now. Well, and I think that's. Like, I love your story. I love, like, that you and Dale have this great relationship. She rolled into my house this morning with a big old cup of coffee because she's like, we went out last night and I'm really hungover. I'm like, with who? She's like, Dale. I'm like, what? Who are you? She got, she's like, I didn't get to sleep till two. What? I know. Who are you? I know. But, like, that's the th- that's the thing is, and you've been married for how many years? 23. Okay. And then you dated for, like, however many years, years before, before that, right? Mm-hmm. So... That's that, but but we were married for five years before we had children. So we had seven years together before we, you know, decided to have a family. Which I also think is great. I actually like these young girls having kids and then getting married. Like, look, whatever floats your boat. But it's actually really nice to just have time with that person Mm -hmm. and get to know each other Mm -hmm. and like enjoy each other and and hang out. Um, That's like special time because once you have kids, like you can't give them back. Right. Like. Yeah. I mean, you can, I guess. It's also very difficult. But the my point being that, like, you and Dale have a real marriage where there are moments where you have some conflict. But in general, like, 98% of the time, mm-hmm. you have this great marriage and you still really dig each other yeah. and you still really like each other. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's the thing about Peter is, like, I feel, like, I feel so lucky because I, I still, like, I'll look at Peter and I'm like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that's my man. So like cute. I like and I'm like, Aww. what is wrong with me? Is that's this like so perimenopause craziness? <laughs> but I've always just like been so attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, there are definitely times where we've driven each other crazy. And mm-hmm. we've gone through really bad times, and I think we can talk about that too. But um, but in general, like 98% of the time, like I dig him as a human being, and I think and he's super supportive and awesome yeah. of anything I do, right. you know, and that I don't feel like he hems me in or makes me feel less than. You know, it's really funny. I saw this meme on um, social media and it was like, it was this picture, it was this guy on a tractor and he was like doing tractor work and the wife goes, tractor work. I don't know. If we have any farmers listening, no, we have, sorry. They are, I can actually hear their eyes rolling. Go ahead. And so he said, tractor work, go so ahead. The, the, the meme said across there, she said, I feel bad for wives who have husbands that tell them no. If I told my husband I wanted to pitch a white tent and raise farm animals or a circus animal, he'd be like where do you want the tent <laughs> I love that how cute is that and that's the thing like and you, you don't need a guy who's just like whatever you want to do but no. like you know I mean Peter definitely is like all right well let's think about this or talk it through yeah. like he has mm-hmm. opinions but yeah. in general like exactly like if I really wanted to do something yeah he's like where do I pitch the tent yes and I I think that's actually important too is that in a marriage, really in any relationship, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to figure out what are deal breaker important things to you and what are deal breaker important things to that person. Right. 
because you're not always going to get your way and you're not always going to agree. No. And you have to recognize when that is something that's way more important to that person. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be something that's even like moderately important to you, but it's super important to that person. Right. So you have to learn how to give it to them. Absolutely. And and this and it's not caving in. Like that's just compromise. Yeah. That's just like, you know what? It's gonna this means more to you, so I'm gonna let you have it. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you can like, you know, in a long marriage, it's easier because you've worked a long time to notice those things. So yeah. you don't have to like fight as much about it because you're recognized like, oh, this is one of his things. Yeah. Like he needs this yeah. and I need to give it to him. Right. <clears throat> Not in a way that diminishes you. Well, it's kind of like it goes back. We've talked about love language before. Love language. And it's what you do. And, and you have to understand what each other's love language is so that you can, you know, do that for them. By the way, 99.9% of men's love language is physical touch. Is it? It yeah. really and mm-hmm. truly is. I, I know I've only heard of one man where it was like words of affirmation or something like that. That's funny. But physical touch was like a close second. That's awesome. Because you know, you can have like a main love language, then you could have like a far distant one, or you mm-hmm. could have like a couple that are like pretty close together. Right. So anyway, right. um, I think Peter's is like definitely physical touch. Yeah. That's I why I always say you're just too. one blowjob away from every, every <laughs> argument being solved. Yes, exactly. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know why you're stressed out. Like, <laughs> It's like you, you know, you 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 know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, so okay, so it's a fifty fifty coin toss on marriage. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I think about people who, you know, it, it's like my mom. Okay, I'll use my mom as an example. Rest in peace, mother. By the way, I had a God wink this week. This week, which was blew me out of left field. Well, you needed it because well, you were having a motherfucker it, of a week. But the, I'm gonna cry too because when I got home, oh good, when here's it a finally, tissue. I know, thank you. When I finally got to digest how it happened, I just started crying because I've been missing her so much lately, and I've been talking about her a lot, and I haven't cried in a long time about her, and so it has been just a rough week, and then I, I then that got week. So I had called a, I needed to call a client CPA, so I called the client CPA, and they're like, oh, he's not in just yet, but I'll take a message, and so she goes, uh, she goes, oh, let me go check. Hold on a second. So she comes back. She's like, okay, Elizabeth, thanks for holding. And Elizabeth is my mom's name, and I, how do you get Kathleen and Elizabeth? mixed up right and I'm like hi this is Kathleen calling from you know and um I was like she goes oh sorry Elizabeth he's not in just yet but I'll be happy to take a message she's like actually can you hold a second I'm like yes so she puts me on hold and she comes back because she goes okay Elizabeth and I go oh I'm sorry my name's Kathleen and but it was just like I and she goes I don't know where I got Elizabeth from I go I will accept it as a god because it was my mom's name she's like well then bless you but how crazy was that so then I your mom was like whispering in this woman's ear She's like, my daughter needs a goddamn sign. Yes. It's been a really tough week. Yes. She's like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. I know. So I, I love that. I was really Hi, cute. Mom. I know. I Hi, felt Elizabeth. like that. And then that, I haven't had that hurt in my heart grief in years. Mm. So it stuck for a couple of days. It was a little difficult. And, and so I cried on Thursday night. I actually was like, cried about it. And then um, Dale was like, he just hugged me. And he's like, and I go, I, I love seeing that because you want to see those signs. You want to believe it you know what I mean that it's out there and stuff like that yeah oh yeah well but anyway so but back to my mom and her marriages like she was codependent and Elizabeth we are not knocking you we are not mom because <laughs> there are a lot of women out there like that yeah and there and because we're quite frankly women are kind of uh groomed to be codependent 
Yes, they start from when they're little. You know right? what I mean? Like, yes. oh, who's your prince charming? Yes. And, you know, who, you know, oh, yes. you're so pretty. And right. like, oh, you know, like the boys must all chase you. And, yeah, right. Um, that's I was like laughing when this guy came up and was like, if no man has said that you look fantastic, like I just wanted to. And I was like, what if we were lesbians? <laughs> That's true. And I have lesbian friends yes. that I would be sitting at bars with. Yeah, like, you right, know, right. and I just, I'm like, no, no man, mm-hmm. but a woman has come up and said she, that I look fantastic. And that was great. Right. So anyway, it's, right. um. there. so there are a lot of lonely people out there. We're groomed from an early age to like, you know, feel like we need someone to complete us. And, you know, I have a friend and I don't think she'd mind me sharing this, but she's, um, she's just had like also a really rough couple of weeks, like super rough. Well, by the way, and it, this is like, I messaged my girlfriends and I go, I said when all the shit was going down, cause they were all in this thread and I was on my way home and I was voice texting and I was like, all I have to say is, Fuck the full moon and fuck retrograde. Like, what kind of shit's going down this week? That's how I felt. It was, it, well, and this, so, yeah, so my, this, this is, well, you know, and you know this friend, and she, she lost her dog, and it was really traumatic, Mm. and she just was like, and I don't think it was necessarily about this, but at one point, she's like, I just really would like to not deal with these things on my own. Like, I wish I had... A partner. A partner. To either take it and just do it for you, handle it, or just to be someone to talk to. But then I... But then immediately... Like, literally, I think we had that conversation when I was leaving to go to Austin, Mm because all that had... She had texted me in the morning that she had lost her dog, so I'm like, I will call you, like, Mm -hmm. from... So I called her from the airport. And um, then I go to Austin, and I see Barbara, who's like fuck it. I don't need a man. Like, he's just going to like hold me back, weigh me down, like try mm-hmm. to take my money. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good. Um, which I'm not saying like, she's not, she's, she also is like open. Like yeah. if some great, great guy came along, but she's like, I yeah. don't need to be with, I've got a plan. Mm-hmm. I'm executing on my plan. I don't need like yeah. someone getting in my way. So I was, and this, my, this other friend of mine who was struggling was like, Oh, it'd be nice to have someone, you know, to like, go through this with but she had she had been married once and she's divorced and her ex-husband he's an asshole Mm. and he wasn't a great husband when they were married and so I'm thinking to myself like you know is it like most women in the world are just kind of like conditioned to think like life is going to be better with a man because my friend's marriage wasn't a good marriage but yet she keeps thinking like I want to find someone that's better with. And she actually mm-hmm. had a lo- very long-term relationship where she didn't get married. And he was a good guy, but he never put her first, mm. you know? So yeah. I'm like, is it, is it better to have someone really, or is it better to just kind of be able to do your own thing? And then if someone shows up, great. Right. I, I don't, don't know. It's a good question. You know, it's like, you know, when I think back to, and listen, I mean, I was, I was, I, I like, oh, I had a long-term boyfriend from literally 14 years old to 21 years old. I don't suggest that, but I did. I'm glad that I had that experience. Then I was single for basically a year and a half, maybe two years. Then I met Dale. You know what I mean? So I'm, I dated a bunch of guys in between. You know, during yeah. that period, and they, you know, and it was just one of those things. It's like, you know, I knew I was at the age where, you know, at any moment I could meet somebody who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I wasn't out looking for a husband. Actually, my old roommate and I used to say all the time, we'd get up and we would. Get ready, and we would be, you know, drinking or whatever, and we'd leave, and we're like, okay, let's go find our husband for the night. Stop it <laughs> for the night. <laughs> 
sweet. We've been uh, laughing. Yeah. That's what we would say. Like, we're going to find her husband for oh, the night. that's so 20-year-old Kathleen. It is so funny. We used to laugh our asses off about that. Oh it was God. funny. I love it. I love it. Well, and I, but I think once you're – so anyway, so I don't think you need to be married. But I think we get conditioned that we need to, like, find someone. But the truth of it is, is, like, there's a little bit of truth that, like, you know, what Barb says is, like, these guys are just liabilities mm-hmm. in a lot mm-hmm. of times, right? right? right. Or – are they really that great if they don't put you first or make you feel like you're right. you're at least like at the top of the list Well, it's consistently. just interesting because it's like, you know, for us, because like, we met our husbands when we were younger, we've got to grow together. So we got to grow and find ourselves also. Whereas when people don't grow together, they grow separately and then they come together. I think that's where a lot of the trying to figure out how this is going to work or maybe that's where some of the baggage comes in and things of that nature. I think, I mean, I think it could go either way honestly, because right. I think if you meet young, mm-hmm. you're not the same person that you were. I think Barb and I talked about this actually. You're not the same because she's she's known Peter. She was there when I met Peter like That's in my so 20s. So it, if you meet someone in your 20s, you are going to change, mm-hmm. like both of you. Yeah. Right? Because you hopefully should. you're both going to change. You should. You should change. You so know? if you're both changing, like that's where I think that coin toss comes in because maybe you got married because you were like, I don't want to be alone. All my friends are getting married, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you marry someone and you're like, Oh, this guy is not the, my peer. Like he's not my equal. He's not, right. he doesn't lift me up, you right. know? Right. Um, and then I also think at the same, so I think that's a risk when you meet someone young. And then I think when you're older, yes, it's also like, I'm a fully formed human. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing who I am. Right. And you're a fully formed human and you're probably like, we might change a little bit, mm-hmm. but we are who we are. Yeah. And we it might it's probably harder to find someone that you're just like, okay, we're 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 good. I yeah. actually I I love those marriages where people get married and keep their homes, like their own separate. homes. That, that is a thing now. We actually I think it's brilliant, we have actually. friends that are married but they have separate homes. And I'm just like, you know, uh, my I didn't talk to them about it. My husband had spoke with them about it. They were friends like on a, like a soccer team, you know, like parents and stuff. And, and I always think like I see them travel together. I see them do their separate stuff. But, and they're married and happy. There's no, And again, I, I don't think there's anything. And I, I do think there are a lot. That's very progressive. Because I don't know if I would want to be married and live in a separate household with another. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I wouldn't have wanted to do that when I was 20. Right. When I, you know, I got married when I was 27. I think mm-hmm. you were about... About 27 25 25 okay yeah. so we, like I don't think I would have wanted to do it then mm-hmm. but I think if you know Peter got hit by a bus like mm-hmm. please no but if um and if I ever thought about being with anyone again I would never I would be like nope you keep your own place like I don't know that I would want to I, right. I'd like to right you know but you would I, just have to see over time you know what I mean you, you don't just, know yeah. you don't know it's just one of those things it's like you know the older people get they don't they don't they don't meet people to have sex with them. They're just there for companionship. They need that companionship. I love um, Jackie Onassis, Jackie Kennedy Onassis said, mm-hmm. um, you marry the first time for love, mm-hmm. the second time for money, and the third time for companionship. So, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so I also think, you know, it's important to recognize when you're not in a good marriage mm-hmm. and don't just stay in that marriage. No. Because like, don't, you know, look, the article said it's better if you're happy in your marriage than mm-hmm. it, you're, you're more happy overall if you're happy in your marriage versus happy in your career. Right. But the key there is if you're happy in your marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to bolt when things get a little bad. Like we've both talked about how long-term marriage, you're going to have a really, yeah. 
like you're gonna go through a real at least one really bad time yeah. where you're like I don't know if this is gonna work that's how that's the year my mom died you know I grieved terribly it was awful I hated every second of it and he just Dale helped me through all of it mm. I, t- I told him so many times just pack his stuff and go like I don't need you I can do this by myself he's like I know you can but come here and you can hug me and I would just sob like a baby it was awful god you sounded like a cunt I was not nice sorry Dale I know take back I felt- all, you should take back all those terrible things you said about <laughs> I, I know <laughs> poor Dale um yeah so you're gonna 2010 I will, I will we have a year 2010 was like the worst year that was the closest I ever came to I was like I was at the point where I'm like I will live in a like in a studio apartment with my two sons just so I don't have to like be with you. Mm-hmm. I, d- I just don't. So hard. I don't. But you know, and the thing is, is like you just, you know, at some point, you know, I don't know if it's a cooling down or something like that where it finally like you guys can talk like adults and not like lunatics and actually really think about, you know what I mean, like what what it looks like or how what how important it is to stay together and and talk through that you but know? if you get to that bad point and that other person is unwilling to compromise yeah. not willing to do the work you know when you were going through that bad time you were seeing a therapist mm-hmm. you were you know working on myself you were working on yourself and doing the work like but i you know my friends who've gotten married or or are getting divorced or have gotten divorced lately i almost every single one of them asked their husband to go to therapy and their husband either like went and then was like, I'm never going again Mm -hmm. or went and then like literally did not incorporate anything that the therapist said. So they might not, they might as well have not have gone. Yeah. Um, Or just flat out said like, I'm not going to therapy. Right. You know? And like, so when our bad time happened, I said to Peter, like, you've got to get, you could get, Mm -hmm. you get professional help. Right. Cause I cannot do this anymore. Right. Um, and, you know, back to professional help, I think it's important to just, you you got to, it's funny, I always, I always think everyone's okay about getting a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, mm-hmm. blows me away when, but I had a conversation with one of my very best friends since high school, mm-hmm. who's going through a rough time, and I'm like, are you talking to someone, yeah. like, besides me? And she's like, oh, I don't believe in therapy. She's like, I don't want to dig up a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, but that's. But they, no, they give you tools to get through it. And the point is she was, she was going through a bad breakup mm-hmm. and, but, and she just felt really torn up. Like, oh, she was overly emotional. She knew it. She was more emotional about this breakup than she should have been. Mm-hmm. And like, I, ca- I called her, I caught her crying, you know, it was like heartbreaking. Um, and I'm like. I'm like, what I have found in my life is when I'm having an unusually uh, serious emotional response to any situation, Mm -hmm. it's usually not about what's happening. Like it's either I've had a bad day or it's hit hit a nerve or it's drug, like it's a trigger for me, whatever it is. The thing I am really feeling my emotions about Mm -hmm. isn't that thing. It just triggered all this other stuff. I'm like, so my friend, you are, you are having this emotion because you're not dealing with your shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's lump, it's coming out where it can. Well, that's it's what, coming out right now. Okay. So that's what my therapist said. You have to sit and go through the emotions mm-hmm. and feel your feelings at the time and give yourself grace, feel the hard, 
feel the happy and just get through it because otherwise it will manifest in a bad way Mm -hmm. at the wrong time. And that's what, that's what was happening to me. And Mm -hmm. I told her I'm having like, she's the, the problem is, is that I was just going through life. Like my mom got sick with cancer. People die of cancer. She died in 17 days. I only got to talk to her for seven days. And then for the last 10 days of her life, she was in ICU unresponsive. And in my mind, I was like, that's what happens with cancer. And she's like, you can't make that logical. Like there's nothing logic. Like that's not okay. And I, she goes, she's right. Yeah. Like you, you lost, you suffered a significant loss in your life like you have to work so the best thing that she had me do and this was like the healing part she had me and we had to do all this stuff it was it was so hard it is hard work therapy and she would make me sit and talk to her and like what finally got me though is I she made me go home and start journaling everything and she said everything I don't care what it is you're mad, you're angry, you're sad. You just write it all out. And you're like, I hate Nicole Corning. I hate Nicole no, She's the worst uh, boss in the no. world. No. Well, that was – I left that day. Remember, I like when I came in, that was that was before I saw therapy. But I did – you know, I've done journaling in the past, but it was never that hard. You know, usually it's like, dear diary. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was like, you died. Why did you die? <laughs> it was awful. Like – and I was like, I'm really fucking pissed that you died. Well, and I think that that's an important point, too, that you're bringing up, which is not only should the other person do work on themselves when there needs to be work done, but you're going to need to do some work on yourself sometimes. Like, Everybody, yes. Look, I think you're perfect. Yeah. And I know I am. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, But, you know, we're going to have to do work on ourselves at, at times um, and be self-aware, Yeah, you know, because um, it can get really easy to take out things on the people that are closest to you. It's true. You know, and you know, and, and you have to have your girlfriends. And I just have to, I've told Nicole this before we um, started the podcast, but so my girlfriends, I, since we were like 13 years old, we've all like, we have a thread and we chat with each other all the time. And so we'll talk about our weeks and school, like everything. And sometimes we can't all, always chime in. Like mine will be late in the day driving home and I'll catch up with them but my so my one girlfriend she's been traveling and she's catching up on all of our text messages so she goes through and she addresses each of us and our text messages of what like's going on with life and my favorite at the end she goes and in the words of the great and almighty prince dearly beloved we are gathered here today to get this get through this thing called life amen and, and I loved that she sent that last night and amen. I was like man that she's so great I loved it that is because I love that. You know, that's so that is true. the truth. You're just, like marriage is. I think a good marriage is about getting through life together in a way that is like positive and beneficial. Not all the time, but most of the time mm-hmm. for both of you. Right. And I, I think we should also, you know, like we're super lucky in that, like we haven't gotten divorced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and I would even say, like, we're not. I would say there are people who are lucky that got divorced who recognize they weren't in a good marriage, right? right? So I'm not, but like. Yeah. We, I, when I, so when I say I'm, lu- we're lucky, it's like, we just happen to meet good people and be able to grow in the same way with right. them or a similar direction. Right. Like, and that, that's, some of that's luck. Like, and it is. And like, we really enjoy each other's company. You, yes. you know, that's something that we just love spent hanging time with. And we do both have a physical connection with them still. Yes. Yeah. Um, Pam for yeah. you. Yeah. And just like my, oh my gosh, like, I can't even say this. So part of the thing that like when I was going back and forth with my girlfriends and I go, listen, you guys, sometimes you just have to do Pam porn and mimosas. And then my girlfriend who said, dearly beloved quoted Prince, she goes, oh my gosh, she goes, we've upped it. And I go, what? She goes, PLS. I can't even say it. It's 
I can't even say it. Oh, now you have to say it. Now you have to. She say- says that they do pussy looking Sundays. <laughs> amazing i'm blushing she is a queen (laughs) that woman is a queen and we should be friends oh my god but but some people in long marriages that spark will fizzle out right and i do and i don't know the right answer to that and Mm -hmm. i don't know that quite frankly it's actually no one's goddamn business right so if you are in a good marriage and you have decided because i i have friends who've been married for a long time they totally love each other but one of the guys is just not in, or he's not into sex. Mm-hmm. So they have a marriage where they have rules around it mm-hmm. and they have an open marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I think is actually not uncommon. Right. Uh, maybe not for the whole marriage at different times that might happen. Right. Like a 20 year old me again would not have been for no. If you're 20 years old and you're just right. getting married, like yeah. you don't, if you're someone wants an open marriage, just right. please get divorced. Yeah. Just do it fast. Right. And yeah. But um, but if you're married a long time mm-hmm. and you both know you love each other, mm-hmm. but there's just like that's missing. Right. I don't I just don't think anyone gets to judge you. No. Like if, no. if you are staying in a healthy marriage mm-hmm. that just doesn't and I struggled with this for a long time because I was really like, but you should have like intimate connections. You should, but I was like, that's just my version. Right. That's not everybody's right. version. Right. No, it's true. Um so sometimes there are like outside the box, unconventional ways that marriages work. Right. 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 I mean, I've heard of like throuples. Again, mm-hmm. not my bad. And right. if you're like getting into something in your 20s, like probably just, you know, maybe stay away from the throuple. Yeah. Um, as a real thing. But anyway, I just, you know, when you get older, mm-hmm. you, like you're, you give less fucks and you're just like, this is working for us. Right. So if you have something that's unconventional and it's working for your marriage, right. like that's, that's just what it is. That is what it is. Yeah, and, no, no and, it's, and you don't have to justify yourself to people, no. you mm-hmm. know, and you don't have to conform to other people's standards of what's working not, for them. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting <clears throat> anybody or yeah. yourself or, you know, you can't mean? be like having serial sex on the side that your partner doesn't know no, about. Exactly. That is not what I'm talking no, about. It right. is like, but if you have come to a decision as a couple right. and you're both comfortable with it mm-hmm. and you keep checking in with each other and you're comfortable with it, yeah. like, you know what, whatever works for you right. is... Yes. That is A-OK by me. Yep. And I'm sure everyone here is like really cares about getting an A-OK from me. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, so anything else you want to say about marriage? No, I think that it's a roller coaster of a ride, mm-hmm. you know. And it took like we went a good <clears throat> solid 10 years, like solid without any issues. And then um, and then we got bumpy and then my and then that we got through that. And then when my mom died, it was a real disaster. But so well, that was seven years ago, thank God. And now we're back to normal. Yes. So you're going to have bumps. It's going to be abnormal. I would also say, um, remember when when Peter and I first got our first home, we lived in the subdivision. There were a bunch of other young couples like us, same age. And I remember me and one of the other wives went to like Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving. We were chit-chatting. And we are talking. I said something about having had a fight with Peter about something or disagreement. And she's like... 
oh, I don't think I'm ever going to have a fight with my husband. And I laughed. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked at her and she was serious. So anyway, they're divorced. And oh. I knew, I mean, I knew, I'm like, that's unrealistic. Yeah, that is unrealistic. I even knew that at 27. Right. Like, you're being really fucking well, insane. Um, I grew up with my mom as like dated professional, like they like they fought all the time like they were always fighting someone was leaving like all the time and I remember when Dale and I got into our first fight and I've talked about this I like went into my closet closet and grabbed a bag and Brooklyn's just a baby so she's in my arm and I'm using my other arm and I'm grabbing all my shit and he goes what are you doing and I go are you leaving or am I leaving he goes no one has to go anywhere why are you leaving and I'm like but that's how I knew what, how that's what I was raised with fighting like right someone always someone left. has to leave someone has to go so, so crazy who is it he's like nobody he's like uh, so he taught me that it's okay to fight and not no one's going anywhere and that's huge like that's the growing together well that is and i'll tell you because growing up with that insecurity and fighting and divorces and new men in the house like all the stuff and i'm sorry mom i'm airing all your laundry um i finally said to dale within the last like month i was sitting on the couch with him and i looked at him and i said Thank you for making me feel secure in our marriage. He goes, is it literally taking you 23 years for you to feel this? Oh, my God. That's and I so go, funny. I really have to say yes. Like, oh. I finally feel happy and secure. I know you're not going anywhere. <laughs> He's like, He's I'm, like, Jesus oh, Christ, you're more <laughs> fucked up than I thought. Exactly. So, that good, so there was another New York Times article I read, like, probably 10 years ago. And it was this woman who was writing, like, an opinion piece. And as her father was walking her down the aisle, like, you know, they're, they're waiting. Yeah. And he heard she's there with her dad and, she, and her parents had been married forever. And she said, Dad, you know, um, you guys had a great marriage. Like, what, what's your secret? Like, what's, what's one piece of advice you would give to me? And he looks at her, he goes, the first 25 years are hard, but then after that, it's really easy. <laughs> and she was like... What? And then they're like, it was like, dun, dun, dun. Um, and she ended up being in a very long marriage. And she said, he was right. Oh, so yeah. actually, when you said it, it took me 22 years to realize you're yeah. not leaving. Right. Because we are conditioned by what we bring in. Yeah. Like when we right. get married at 22, 25, 28, 30, whenever, 40, mm-hmm. you are, a, you've been conditioned your whole life. Right. And, and then it's going to take a long time to, uncondition you from some of those bad conditionings yes you know exactly so so be so be open to being aware of like what you need to work on Mm -hmm. make sure you're with someone who's also willing to meet you halfway on some things and to give on some things and you need to be willing to give on some things i would i would actually honestly i would go to a i would recommend everyone go see a couple's counselor before they get married yeah because you will learn a lot Absolutely. You will learn a lot. But don't be afraid to go to couples counseling. It doesn't mean you're broken. It means you're strong and you're trying to fix it. That's exactly it. 100%. Okay. Listen to everything we have told you and <laughs> implement it immediately, please. Because we are experts. We are experts <laughs> at nothing. But you know what? It's like, all right, what if someone just studied marriage? Like, okay, so that makes them an expert versus like we've been in like 20 plus year marriages. Right. Like I think doing something for 20 years makes does make us experts. Yeah. It it's, makes us expert, experts on our marriages. Yes. But we've also walked the path with our mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. and women talk about everything. So mm-hmm. we've we've heard about and mm-hmm. watched and been there when the, picking up the pieces and people are crying right. about their marriages. So yeah. I think it does make it. We've yeah. been studying our marriage and other people's marriages for over 20 years. Exactly. And our parents' marriages. True. Maybe that wasn't the best. But anyway. Um, all right. Well, 
I love you. I love you too. So much. I love you so much. Would you marry me? <laughs> we would marry you. <laughs> we are married in yes, a way. We are. So I don't I don't know that do you have any um do you have any uh hacks, working mom hacks? You know it's so sad. I pulled out all of those I've been saving the good ones and I threw them in my purse and I took it out of my purse last night and sat down. I thought I grabbed them again, so I left them at home. But there's all kinds of good ones, but we'll 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 bring them up yeah, next time. We we're, will. I mean working mom hacks, yes. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um what about one good thing? What's one? Because you had a shit show last week. What's oh one God. good thing that's been going on? I think that everything's normal right now. You know, you know what was really funny. Um, Normal's great. It is, but you know, do you know what snafu stands for? It's like, oh yeah, it's something systems normal all fucked, all fucked up. up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I I was actually talking to one of our older clients, and I I had called him. I go, hey, there's a little snafu, and then I giggled, and he started laughing, and I'm like, oh, you <laughs> <laughs> know what that means? Yeah. Hello, but it, sir. So, but I'm just glad, like, peace. That's the one good thing is peace. And I have, I have, I'm taking a week off staycation. I'm like, that's the one good thing. I've got a lot to get organized for myself and for my family. And, you know, I'm working on myself this week. That's what it is. Actually, so. that should be our one good thing tip. So, um, or not one good thing, our mom hack yeah. tip. Because being in Arizona, look, People don't want to come to Arizona in the summer. Right. It is really goddamn hot. It's, I, it, Eleven this morning, it was already one hundred and four. I know, I know. It's going, it's going down to under. It's going under a hundred next week. Yes. We're back in the nineties, and nineties here is like, be, like beautiful. It's, nice. it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but w- like a mom hack is during the summer. So mm-hmm. first of all, Phoenix and Scottsdale have the best spas. Yes. In the entire country, yeah. And I've gone to all the spas yes. everywhere. And there are some great ones, but like consistently, like there are so many to choose from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. amazing resorts. Like that's, that's our jam. Yeah. And the cool thing is you can go to these hotels that are usually like, I don't know, four to $700 a night. Yeah. And in the summer you can stay there for like a hundred bucks a night. Yes. And you can get crazy. Like they have all packages. It's like restaurant week for hotels. It is. <laughs> so I would just say if you are, especially if you're a younger family and you're like, we got to take a vacation. Look, it's hot in Arizona in the summer, but you can probably get cheap plane tickets because yeah. ain't no one flying to Arizona during the yeah. summer and get, go to one of these resorts with the lazy river and yep. the spa service and whatever. So fun. And the amazing air conditioning. Yep. And honestly, like it, that is a perfect family vacation. It really is. So. I love the heat, actually. I do, too. I do. It's really nice. So today I plan on going getting some carne asada. I'm going to be making some tacos on the Blackstone. Yum. And then hang out in my pool today. That's the plan. <sighs> That's Just nice. Just relax. I got to do – I got to get you catch up. I got to do – I catch up on email. I have, like, almost 300 emails. Oh, gosh. I do, too. I, have, I still have – I have my – I'm on vacation, but there's some stuff I have to do. So I'll just, it's, I don't mind it though. You know what I mean? It's like, I need to do it and it'll make me feel good to get it done. I don't mind getting caught up. Yeah. I feel better. No, I do too. Okay. So my one good thing, um, I have two. I mean, I'm really happy about Jack settling into school yeah. and feeling like really good about that. Um, but, um, so I turn 50 next year. I know. It's crazy. As do all my Girls from high school. Yeah. And so we've been talking about this for years that when we turn 50, that we wanted to take an international trip. And we had talked about going to Iceland because one of the one of my friends, she's been there like twice and she knows she and she says it's like magic. Oh. So we all booked like there are nine of us going now, I think, up to and it can be as many as like Did you guys get a house? Twelve. No, we um 
no. And there was a reason why we're, so we're doing hotels, uh-huh. um, cause we're traveling a, around a lot. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, so we, we booked it last week. So Did you put the spreadsheet together of like the itinerary and where oh you're going. God. Okay. <laughs> this is the best. Okay. So you know me. So everyone makes fun of me for my uh, spreadsheets, yeah. right? And I'm a spreadsheet girl too. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so it was like Monday or Tuesday. I text my friend Trinka cause everyone has booked their airfare, but I'm like, we got to start booking hotels. Mm-hmm. So I text my friend Trinka and I'm like, Hey, have you like, does, like, are you rooming with anyone yet? Um, or do you want to room with me? And she's like, oh my God, I'd love to room with you. I mean, we, and we like, we're really, really close. Like, and basically like I lived at her house for two years mm-hmm. in high school mm-hmm. as did I like lived at my friend Sharon's house too. But anyway, so we, um, so, so anyway, so the whole group's going back and forth on, did you book this hotel and were you going to book this and are you going to book the car? So I was texting with Trinka and she was like, I, and I'd booked the car. She goes, Oh, send me, um, send me how much it was. I'm putting a spreadsheet together. And I'm like, you are my person. That's why we are such good friends because like, of course you're putting one together. So I had to call Pasquale because he always makes fun of me. I'm like, it's not my fault. Anyway. Um, so yes, she is putting together a spreadsheet and we're going to Iceland, which I'm super excited about. So, which I don't think I'd go to Iceland on my own, right? but I will go with like, a bunch of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And I think we get to see the Northern Lights. Yes. Oh, my God. That is a bucket list. So I'm super excited. Um, and I'm, I got to find a good app to learn Icelandic, though. I got one app. It's not good. I don't like it. Is it oh, like the Babbel? Are you talking about Babbel? No. Bab- it, was, it wasn't Babbel. It's okay. – um, it, not all these things, like, teach Icelandic. Babbel probably does. I should probably just break down and get Babbel. Um Okay, but before we go, I do want to say one thing, okay. and that is just a reminder to, if you like our podcast, you know, like write a review, we're on Spotify, we're on App, um, Apple Podcasts, um, subscribe to us and share it, and then you can also send us messages at workmompod at gmail.com. So just workmompod Love it. at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, even if you are our Russian bot friends, um, only if you're anti-Putin though, just, just saying, um, God, we're probably going to get hacked now. Sorry. Right. Take it back. He is ex-KGB. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so I love you. Thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And cheers. cheers. Press and press and hold. And hold. Have Bye. a great week, everyone. You have an awesome week. Bye everybody.